extraordinary opportunity, girls. May finally gets to wear makeup that's not totally depressing? Ha ha. Hello, and welcome to Avatar Weekly, a Stark Friends podcast, a show that pokes and prods at all things Avatar one episode at a time. Today's episode is The Guru. My name is Buddy Stark, and I'm best known for being very much like a guru. How? how? Well, everything about me, that's how. Like what? Um, I exclusively drink banana and onion soup. Nope. Uh, I have a very Juice. long beard. I'm bald. True I'm, and going true. I'm 175 <laughs> years old, like that guy was. Also true. How dare you. <laughs> you shouldn't have said it if you didn't want me to agree with you. Who like, else do we have? I don't know. I was waiting for you to respond to me. I was like doing yes standing and you were just like oh, looking sorry. at your computer. I, I was trying to pull up an email that someone sent Rude. us. I know. I'm sorry. You were being clever? No, but I was being courteous. Good podcast mm-hmm. person. Yeah. I appreciate that. I'm getting nothing. <laughs> um, I am Hannah and I am a good wedding date. For her father. <laughs> Dang it, buddy. That sounds awful. <laughs> Wait, what? I went to a wedding with dad because mom got sick. So, and the wedding was in Flint. So he asked if I wanted to go with him. And I'm just like a fun, fun Was that bad wedding? It was. Oh, cut that out. Pod- I was just going to say, I feel yeah. weird saying his full name on our podcast that he does not listen to. Um, I am Noah Crowder. And I am best known for being a cat whisperer. You like yeah. your cat now? No, she keeps punching my legs. In fact, I'm going to have to put pants on. Aww. Punching your leg? She's a cabbages! Or jerk. Excuse me. She's a she's a cabbage head. She Does she use her claws? No, it's it's barehanded. So she just punches your leg. That doesn't seem like it really hurt. It's a, it doesn't. It's, it's like an 8-pound cat. Oh, it's just annoying. <laughs> no, it's super annoying. She also bites like for fun. Yeah, that's a she's, common cat thing. And that's actually She's a literal ankle biter. And that's Kind of dangerous because cats have super crazy sharp teeth and you can get infections really easily. Oh, maybe that's why I have a staph infection on my nose. Yeah, probably. All right. Uh, Let's see here. What do we do next? A recap. Are we up for a recap? I mean, I guess. Nah. Yeah, let's skip it. All right. It's just me then. I'll just, I'll do the recap. (laughs) Does anyone anyone want to go first? No. I'll go first. All right. I'll go ahead and take second and then Hannah can... Can back clean up. I want to take a second, and then Buddy can. I know. For, okay. Go the caboose. There you go. You want to go second? I just like making fun of you because you always like pick a number and then you never stick with it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, internet, don't get at me. I know batting fourth is clean up, but there's not four of us, so just roll with it. I didn't know. You already know. So what number am I? You are second, third. I thought you were we clean just up. Just agreed I was second. Okay, you're second. Everyone go. Wow, Buddy, you're the worst. Uh, so we open with Iroh and Zuko. Zuko walks out of the room and he's like, ooh, that smells really good. And I was like, oh, you've changed. And then we also see that Toph has still been kidnapped by other earthbenders and Sokka is going to find his dad. We also jump over to the, um, not Kyoshi warriors. This episode's like all over the yeah, place. Yeah, there's too many things. Um, and Sokka sees his dad and they have a good moment where they bond. Katara and Momo go into town and she sees Zuko and so she runs back to the palace to tell them they've been invaded. Um, 
but uh, she sees the. We're like right at the. We jump to the end. She oh, sees the sorry. Princess Azula and freaks out. Well, doesn't she see Zuko? That's what Zuko I said. and freak out. Oh, yes, that's what I said. Sorry. She sees Zuko and goes back to the palace. I jumped. Anyway, to the end. so Aang is me- meeting with this guru who's trying to teach him about his chakras to get into the Avatar state. And he's doing pretty well. He flows through most of them, but he gets tripped up at the seventh one because he loves Katara. And sees Katara needs help. Uh, one thing we missed was that uh, the Council of Five talks about the invasion plan. Katara's supposed to take the scroll to the king. So basically, we're kind of left with a cliffhanger. Aang's going to help Katara. Katara's in trouble. Toph has metal bended. Haha, <laughs> got that in there. Is that it? I can't uh, think so. What happened with Sokka? Um, Sokka, Aang ends up picking up Sokka because he sees Katara in danger. And then uh, Zula finds out about the uh, eclipse, and right, she right. also... Um, gets in touch with the Dai Li and they're going to form a unholy union. Yes, 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 yes. And we're just left with like, what's going to happen? Yeah. That's right. Oh, and the guru is like, Aang, you leave this chakra closed, you can never get into the Avatar state again. Which is like, that's a big deal and a lie, I assume. Unless in season three he never does, which would be so funny. Yeah, before we, I'm, I'm with you, I want to talk about that. But before we do, let's rate this episode. I'm going to give it a four. That's what I was going to give it. Yeah. Dang it. Noah? Uh, three and a half. Okay. Pretty good. No, I two enjoyed and, it. Two and a half. It was a stupid episode. You're just in a bad mood. No, I am. It was. I really liked this episode. <laughs> I can tell. <laughs> I was surprised at how much I liked this episode. I was too. Because when I heard the title, I thought, this sounds like a dumb write-off episode. Yeah, why would you name it The Love Guru? That's weird. <laughs> but I actually really liked it. And I, do, I don't remember, like, going into it, we talked, and I was like, I don't, this this episode. like Yeah. Because I don't remember liking the guru stuff. I liked oh, it. Oh, really? But I thought I, it was so interesting. The setup for the next episode is just so good. I really wanted to watch it. And I, yeah, I had forgotten all the other stuff that happens in this episode, so I was, like, yeah. pleasantly surprised by how much I really enjoyed. I personally also found the chakras interesting. Like, mm-hmm. I thought it was an interesting concept, and I thought it was, like, a nice little way to flashback to, like, all of his difficult moments mm-hmm. so. it's it's a is a very anime concept <laughs> um well there's a lot of people in the real world who believe in chakras it's right true. no i know yeah. it just is it a religious I... thing or is it just kind of like an alternative i'm gonna embarrass myself but i'm pretty sure that uh hinduism um okay because i really don't know like i know it's kind of eastern yeah but i don't know if it's religious or if it's which is probably like... why the guru is like the avatar equivalent of like from the Indian culture and the Hindu culture. Yeah, he seemed kind of like. Yeah, because I. I don't know what I'm trying he was, to cool. say. He was awesome. I, it was cool because, like, you could. It's a different. Like, I don't think we see anyone with his sort of accent and his skin tone, That's like, for the, for the rest of the series. Yeah. I, I, I feel free to correct me, from. listeners, but I'm like, I'm like eighty five percent sure he, this is the only guy we see with that sort of uh, background. Yeah, and I did read. I remember. I um I read that. Uh, like the the colors when Aang is unlocking his different chakras are mm-hmm. the traditional colors that are actually used by by and again I forget if it's Hindu or who it is traditionally with each one of those chakras they are real to some people they are real chakras and so red actually is associated with the first one and orange is associated with the second one so they went kind of realistic there hmm. mm, yeah it, it mirrored beliefs in the real world is what I'm getting at yeah. That's awesome. So they yeah, did red, research. orange, yellow. Yeah, it's Roy G. Biv. Purple. Oh. Yeah. It's a visible spectrum is what they were doing. 
I don't know if you know what that is, buddy. I've, you know, I've heard of it once or twice at some point in my my academic career. The stupid Earth King. Yeah. Spoiling military secrets to people he just met. In his defense, like, these people who just out of the Dai Li said, oh, the Kyoshi warriors, we trust them That's with our true. lives. That's true. And so he's like, okay, Still, these people who just saved me. I know. I, I know. It. Like, he's a dumb, he's clearly a dumb-dumb. Yeah. Dumb. He's it's a bear. Like, dude, you're in charge of a whole, right. like, nation of people. Get it together. Zip he's, your lip. Yeah, he's, he's, he's pretty stupid. So... The guru, and Hannah, you pointed this out when you were watching it, but the guru makes the claim either at the start of Aang's journey or somewhere in the middle there that once you start opening these chakras, you he can't stop until all seven are he open. He says at the beginning, yes, once you start, you can't stop until all seven are open, but he doesn't give the qualifier till the end that once if you, you start, exit, if you stop, you won't be able to use the avatar state. Okay, so that is the. That's what if I then. think. Yes. Okay. So, and I, I don't think they did it on purpose, but I felt like, well, that's important information. Like he might not have started in the beginning. Right. <laughs> but yeah, in the beginning, like he definitely gives him a warning. Yeah. Like, but I but thought it was no more like, like what? yeah, because like, we even said that we're yeah. like, or what? He said, yeah, he said like if you don't, I don't remember what he says then, but at the end, um, he says like you can't go in the avatar state, and that seems like a big like whoa. Probably should have started with that, Hoss. Yeah, that's how I feel. Super Empire Strikes Back feel to this episode. Like, because everyone's split up? Everyone's split up. We kind of end with um, our heroes in a low spot. It's even going to be interesting next episode, too. But, like, specifically with the guru, let, let me paint you a picture, see if this sounds familiar. Hero is training with an old teacher has a vision of a person he cares about oh, being yeah. in trouble, exits the training scenario, even though the person warns him that um, their training will be incomplete and it'll be bad for him if they leave now. Um, and it's a trap for him. So, yeah, that's, I, that I thought that was like, OK, they pulled this right out of <laughs> that's right out of Empire yeah, Strikes Back. I didn't think about that. It was a weird episode because, you know, for like most of the the Aang gang that we've seen, we're used to them traveling as a pack. So it's really weird for them all to be with different people. Yeah, I I actually kind of liked that about them. I, I, I don't know. It was a it was a change of pace. Yeah, I thought I, I wouldn't it was like necessary. it, but it made the episode go by really quick because they kept Because so much it. was happening. Yeah, yeah. Oh, my gosh. And also, like, can we talk about how... Azula got me so many times. Oh. <laughs> she tricked me so much. Yeah. There's so many good moments. With I know. Azula. I like I literally turned to Buddy and I was like I was waiting for that reaction because I knew it was coming. <laughs> what when was it? When did it that was, happen? It was when Was it when May and May and Tylee, Tylee were, were like yes. their mouths? Yeah. And, and I was like unquote, I turned to Buddy and I was like, Wow, it's lucky that guy was there at just that moment. And then Azula turns the corner and I was like, <gasps> and, you're, and you're like, they're the whole they time. Azula's so smart. <laughs> I know. It was amazing. I know. I was waiting for that moment. That's She's such a, a good tricky little yep. wicket. Uh it's funny. Azula. Yes, and um, <laughs> says it. It's terrible when you can't trust the people who are closest to you. Mm -hmm. um, she said it to the Earth King, right? But it's kind of you know specifically referring to like her, Tylee, and and May uh, being the Kyoshi warriors. But it's kind of funny because when you think about them and the Boiling Rock Part Two, they actually betray her there. Oh, um, yes. it's kind of an interesting um, yeah. comeuppance. That's true. Yeah. 
One thing that I laughed at this time really hard because it caught me off guard and I've never heard it before, but when uh, Katara is walking into the tea shop, oh, yeah. she says, she just like casually says, table for two, please. And it's just her and Momo. So, and like, Momo. <laughs> Momo's going to be getting his own seat. I just, for, for whatever reason, that hit me and I laughed like, you can ask, like I burst yeah, out laughing. It. And I was it like, was it wasn't that funny. It was so funny. <laughs> I like Positive Zuko. He's the bomb. Oh, just wait. He gets more positive? Sure. Let's go with that. (laughs) (laughs) I just think it's so sweet to see him so excited and to see Iroh so excited to make tea. Just wait. Oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) And then at the end when Iroh's like, we're going to make tea for the king. And I was like, Iroh, you're the the son of a king and brother to a king. Like, it's so funny to me that that's such a big deal to him. Making tea for the king. I think it's a big deal, not because it's tea. (laughs) It's I think it's because like when he was interacting with, you know, leaders of countries. Yeah. Before it was as a murderer. Well, as a you know, general. This is like him as a tea owner. Potato potato. Or tea shop owner. Tomato potato, but that's fine. (laughs) Oh yeah. I thought it was cute. Yeah, this episode, um, it makes me really sad knowing what happens at the end of the next episode. Well, I don't know, so don't tell me. Oh, uh, we're not a spoilers podcast, though. I know, but I just have decided I don't want to know. <laughs> so can you, maybe you can remind me? Yeah, I know what you're going for. But what I can't remember, maybe you can remind me, Noah. You know, as Hannah was mentioning at the start of this episode, uh-huh. um, the guru makes the claim that if Aang leaves now, he won't be able to go into the Avatar state at all. Mm-hmm. I as- I assume. <laughs> They deal with that. I can't remember. Does Tylee like unblock his chakras or something? Right, like because we know I, he definitely goes in the Avatar state again. I mean, he goes into the Avatar state in the next episode. But so. do they explain how? Is it a secret? I don't think so. I don't that remember. That makes no sense. Okay, I, I <laughs> we'll find out next week. But I I'm, vaguely, yeah, that's true. I vaguely remember Aang going back to the Guru and unlocking the seventh chakra. Oh, really? But I can't for the life of me. Remember if that actually happened or if I'm just making up my own subplot. I have no idea. I don't idea. know either. We'll find out next week. I hope you come join back. us and we'll talk about it. Yes. And <laughs> uh, this episode aired um, with the next episode. I wonder. Part uh, of me was like, I think we should hour. just keep watching yeah. and maybe just keep watching. <laughs> oh, yes, of course. I know. Buddy, it's kind of funny you're talking about the chakras and. Um, how they did their research. Um, the hand positions that Aang uses uh, while opening the chakras mm-hmm. is actually a real position used oh, in real life. That's cool. Yeah, to open the chakras so while meditating. So they really did their research. Well, um, speaking of anime, I know you were talking about it just a second ago, Hannah. Mm-hmm. Um, of course. Uh, in, in Naruto, um, they have chakra, and that's where they get all their ninja powers from. Really? And they do these they do these hand symbols. Sim- Signals, symbols, signals, and uh, they do ninja stuff. Can you remind use the me, chakras. Noah? In this episode, do you remember what the seven chakras are? Because I could only remember like three of them. Um, like they started with fire and water. No, they so did. Starts, they did earth, yeah, so water, it, fire, but so I didn't remember air. Um, I think there's like. Okay, well, that's fine. I just didn't know Hold if you remember. No, I need to do this. Is head one of them? I don't know. 
Because, like, different ones correlated with the body. Like, fire was stomach. And right. so I can't remember. And then there's obviously some that aren't elements because there's only four of those. So I can't remember. But I just, if it's fine. I thought maybe. So there was, <clears throat> no, no, there was the. It's fine. This there was an air sound. one. No, so there was four. There was four elements. So it was all four elements. It was, because uh, the, the air one was was the green. That was the one with, with uh, grief and He's and he he's remembering the monks, I believe, in that one. Oh yeah, that was a good one. Um, then there's uh, the sound mm-hmm. chakra. Okay. Uh, which is truth and lies, I think. There was the oh, was was it thought? Was that the one that was earthly attachments? I don't know. I really don't remember. Okay, and then I think there's a light. Okay. Speaking of hand symbols. Um, uh, we're talking about chakras. Yeah, right now. we are. Yeah, I know. You didn't a moment ago. We can't accept that transition. It was so too slow. Um, take two. <laughs> Speaking of chakras and things related to chakras, uh, mm-hmm. people who believe in chakras also believe in hand signal symbols, mm. like a like a Naruto. Mm-hmm. Uh, the yoga instructor that is at my planetarium mm-hmm. once a month or so to do yoga. She does with, chakras. She, well, she does four hands. Signals, symbols, I don't know what the technical term for it is, as they walk around the planetarium. And one of the things, and if you believe in hand symbols and things, that's fine. But as someone with a background in Western science, like, of course, I don't actually believe any of that is legitimate. Um, she, every month, says, she, like, they, she shows one hand symbol to everyone uh, and says, and this hand symbol opens up your lungs. And I want to be like, <laughs> I want to be like, not endorsed by Longway Planetarium. <laughs> like, please do not take that as coming from my organization. Yeah, it's like kind of funny you like have that association. Well, it's a special rental event. Like, she pays us to That's use true. the space, That's so true. it's not. But is, do you think there's any limits? I guess oh, I won't is. make you speak for like your work on the. No, there is because some people have asked me to do like a special event rental um, where they were basically. Uh, like young earth people who wanted to host their mm-hmm. event and bring people in to talk about young earth. I was thinking and, more like the clan. And it's clear that like they, they are wanting racist. to use the planetarium as a platform to sort of legitimize their mm-hmm. nonsense. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, we're not doing that. Interesting. But chakras. But, yeah, well, and like, yeah, so f- chakras, okay, whatever. But most of what she does yeah. is legitimate yoga practice, right. which I mean, there's benefits of to that. Of course. Like, yoga is, Yeah. So, it's a good. It's good for your so you physical and mental she health. She has. She has stopped talking about the guy who uh, oh. got so good at meditation that he cured his own tuberculosis. So I'm taking that as a win. Well, <laughs> I, it's it's the bat crap craziest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> this is an incredibly uh, voracious bacterial infection that I meditated away. Can I say something that's probably not school appropriate? Oh, yes, absolutely. I just said something. We're not school. (laughs) So in Hinduism, the second chakra is located near the sexual reproductive organs um, because it's related to pleasure, uh, which is why they don't name the location of the chakra. (laughs) That's funny. (laughs) That kind of makes sense. Because it's a kid's show. (laughs) Right, because it's, it's, uh, I think, uh, like the the earth is is the root, right? Um, So like the bottom. Not like your butt, but like the bottom butt. of your body. Like your feet. Like, the, like your feet. Like your like, butt. Uh, That's what the bottom is. The butt. The... <laughs> <sighs> Sorry. I can't, I can't even with you. I think it's just because it's so late at night. Guys, it's 9.05 here. How are we awake? <laughs> oh, 
only witches and vampires are awake this late. Good thing and I'm a t-shirts. witch. You were saying no? Sorry. Uh, who knows? You were Avatar saying doesn't... it was in the bottom. No, it's it's irrelevant. For I'm pretty sure for every other chakra, they're like, this is, you know, it's in your stomach. I remember the, the stomach, yeah. Um, and then what was throat. the base of base of the spine? And, yeah. Oh, but maybe that was the one they changed. Maybe they made it. Oh, no, you said they no, didn't it's, list it's the location. No, sec- it's the second one. They and didn't list the location. There was one at the crown of the head. That was the last one. That's the thought. That he didn't complete. I thought that part was so cool when he was, like, in the astral realm and he could see himself. They touch on that again in Korra, and it's one of the cooler segments of that show. So what um, I think of the astral realm? Spirit world. It looked different from the spirit world. It's not the spirit world. It's like astral projection. So what do you guys think of that concept? Because I think it's like, uh, and I am not at all an expert. This is like just me butchering it. But I think it's like a classic Buddhist concept that to be free and to like, get to enlightenment you do have to free yourself of all like connections and Mm -hmm. slavery to objects and people like you know what do you think that means like no what does that sound like jedis (laughs) but do you think that means like you can't have romantic relationships as the avatar no i'm talking about the like the concept like what the guru was trying to get ing to do like do you agree with it so that's my low. Oh, okay. <laughs> we'll, we'll come back to it. Okay. I mean, I'm happy to talk about it no, now. No, we'll come back at, to it at your low. Yeah. That's... Okay, cool. So I touched on something awesome. Mm-hmm, you sure did. All right, moving on. <laughs> oh. <laughs> it's really not that wonky. I know. It's not too bad, but it's not Wait. like perfect. <laughs> Wasn't that good, Noah? Yeah, we're 25 minutes in and we got our first guwa. Right? It's been too long. You're slacking, bud. Well, for those of you listening, you just got to hear our lovely deaf dog, Belly. And she just wanted to be on the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> she goes like this. <laughs> what was that? Uh... Oh, man, mine was worse. <laughs> I got like a cough bubble thing going on. Worse. <laughs> that was better. <laughs> or she did. Can, can, can you make? Oh, there you go. You know so, how dogs like flip on their back and roll around? Like yeah. they like wiggle their back. Well, Belka does that, but because she's she deaf, like part goose. of what she also does is yeah, she like hollers. It's really really <laughs> alarming. I think she's okay. She seems like she's just having fun. Yeah, it's just part of the but play it, for her. <laughs> but it like freaks me out because she sounds like she's hurt. Okay, we'll just give her a sec because yep. she's clearly having a moment. So we got an email from. Uh, <laughs> she's like the funniest troll ever. <laughs> We got an email from Joe Z. Yay! Son of a gun. (laughs) (laughs) Belly. We should have brought their bones down. Yeah, we should. Where did we get an email from, bud? So we got an email from Joe Z. Z being the first letter of his last name, uh, because we don't want to say that there. (laughs) Sorry, I'm done. Uh, He (laughs) says, hey there, long-time listener, first-time caller, uh, emailer, he asks. Fun fact... And I didn't know this, but this is a really... It's actually, Joe, first of all, this is a fun fact. Great work. Uh, <laughs> sky bison are supposed to be bison-manatee hybrid animals. What? Joe? A- apparently, <gasps> in early designs, Appa had a lot more distinct manatee features. Like tusks? 
I don't know. Like, what is a distinct manatee? Hold on, I'll try, I'll try and look it up. Manatee, manatee. <laughs> <laughs> he says, one also, me, loving the podcast so far. Keep up the good work. Thanks so much, Joe. That's Joe, a terrific that was email. super cool. Because, yes, like, we were just saying, like, I think I said a few weeks ago, like, Appa's not a mix of animals. He's just a buffalo. So that is very interesting. Would they call it a banatee or a muffalo? Muffalo sounds like you're talking about Mark Ruffalo. A muffety? I'm glad your guy went to Mark Ruffalo because mine did not. <laughs> what did yours go to? Uh, the first four letters. A muffin? Yep, that's where it went. It was a muffin. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, so, he's talking about he's talking about Muffy from Arthur. I was just gonna ask that. Is it Muffy from Arthur? <laughs> yep. Um, a muffler? I, I mean, Noah knows. Earmuffs. I'm not sure if. I can't tell if you are being. I like. I'm Noah clearly you. knows we are. Okay. I think that was a really good troll. It was a good Did troll. Did you think you like well get how many words I got it in there? It was good. And I genuinely, for a while there, I thought you were pretty innocent about what was happening. No. Um, so, yeah, innocent. I definitely prefer. What, what was the first one? Banity? Is that what you said? I prefer the second one. Of course you do. Muffalo. <laughs> <laughs> yes. it, you know why it's so bad? Because it's the first letters plus gigolo. It's like two bad things together. What's I'm a gigolo? looking at early designs. <laughs> Buddy, for um, what's a I'm gigolo? I'm struggling to see the... Uh, I can tell you that male gigolo is redundant. <laughs> um, Noah, did you know that I'm just a gigolo? And everywhere I go, people know the part I'm playing. Huh. Do you know that song? That's a reference that I definitely understand for sure. You yeah. don't know oh, that yeah. song? Totally. Oh, See, I didn't know it either, bud. Oh, oh I know that. So- I know that song. That's oh. a that's a good song. He's lying. To he you. doesn't know. No, oh, it's so good, man. I know. I Noah. Know that Noah. Noah. If you added I'm... Tarzan Boy to our life, we get to add something to your life, and it's called I'm. What is it called? No, no. I Just hold on, hold on. I know. I know yeah, this song. I go, um, Noah. People know the part Stop it. I'm playing. That's David Lee Roth, isn't it? We know you're looking it up, Noah. (laughs) 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 You need to listen to it. I am obsessed with it. Buddy and I once had a dance party to it in our living room. Well, he mixes this, the song. I'm trying, I'm struggling to remember. I ain't got nobody. Nobody cares for me. Nobody. Okay. That's enough, because it's about the word gigolo, and we're not, it's not even what we're talking about. <laughs> Insert that uh, David Lee Roth song here. I edited it out for copyright reasons, but, you know, just in your head that they just played. Oh, my goodness. Anyway. So it's the world's happiest song about being a male gigolo. It's so happy. I listen to this all the time. So here's my question. How can a song with that feel... Be so sad. Be about a gigolo. That's just. Have you, are you listening to the lyrics? Because it's terrible. Oh, I know. <laughs> it's the most depressing lyrics and the most upbeat and happy song uh, on the planet. I ain't got nobody. Is also a great song. So the fact that he put that in there is so good. Okay, what were we talking about? So Joe's oh, definitely we right. Just ruined Joe's email. It's cool. Uh, Joe's definitely <laughs> right. Um, <laughs> they, the creators, have described Oppa's appearance as a cross between a buffalo and a manatee. This is on Wikipedia. Uh, Although, right, it's got to be factual. Although its body plan, and this is what Wikipedia says, does resemble that of a water bear, which, like, I never thought of it before, but, like, yeah, absolutely. What's a water bear? A tardigrade. Those little microscopic organisms that survive space. 
They're they're six legged little weirdos. It looks just like like think of Appa in a tiny small pink gelatinous form, and you have a tardigrade. So a naked mole rat. A, a six legged naked mole rat. Yes. Ew. Appa doesn't look like that. Well, but like his body shape, the six legs, and he's fat. Huh. And he's got the big head. Weird. It looks just like a tardigrade. It's crazy. Okay. All right. Great work, Joe. Good job, Joe. <laughs> Billy Idol. You're still watching the video. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, so good. Oh my goodness. So good, so good. Thanks, Joe. Thanks, Joe. So, can I give you a what if? Go for it, Noah. What? Yeah. Yeah. Why'd you say Noah? Because you're good at them. Oh, gotcha. Well, this is a genuine one. Like, this is, like, we're going to get a little... Right, Buddy's got a what if. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think she meant, like, you can answer it because she's not going to. No. Yeah, that's kind of what I meant. Um... Well, I'm just a male gigolo. Okay, so, you know. so super wise guru guy is, like, trying to talk Aang into staying... For his seventh chakra, you got to open this thing now, man. Get it done. Uh, what? What would have happened if Aang had just done that? He would have been delayed by ten more minutes. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> it's one thing that I feel is yeah, that absolutely. Um, does it impact his dis- like if he if he gets rid of earthly connections and yeah, removes yeah. his attachment to K- Katara? Yes. Does Maybe his, he doesn't go back for Katara. Right, does his actions like, change? Hmm. I don't know. Or, um, I don't think I so, think, but I think that we'll talk about it more in your low. Maybe. I'm just trying to touch on it here. Because I don't know either. I'm just trying to think Hold things on. through here. So he stays, and he removes all earthly attachments. Right. And because of that, um, <clears throat> he has no sense of like pride. Or anything, right? Mm-hmm. So he does what only he can do, which is become a male gigolo. <laughs> I didn't see where it was going. Yeah. The, the show does take an interesting twist after that. <laughs> <laughs> Not exactly was PG that? anymore. Yeah, that's rough because he's like 12. <laughs> okay, maybe let's, let's roll that one. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, uh. folks. Um, we like to have fun here, but <laughs> not illegal fun. Not that kind of fun. Nope. Um, that that's was... not even fun, really. No, that 12, wasn't fun 12 at all. Was entirely too young. Oh, it got worse. So... <laughs> Cut. Yeah, <laughs> I'm trying to dig my way out of this hole that I just burying yourself. <laughs> well, that's there's what... no way to make this that. Is what there's no way to make that funny. What if? <laughs> Yeah, uh, I mean, we might just cut the whole what if because there aren't really any good answers, I think. I don't know. Hold what. on. Yeah. Let's do this again. Take okay. two. Okay. Buddy, give it to me again. Set, okay. Give me that pitch. What? Just make it a nice beach ball, softball that I can but just smack it I'm going to lob this up to you, okay? Um, <laughs> okay, let's do it. So, what What if. Oh, <laughs> nice. Uh, Aang just went, went, went with the guru guy and uh, he decided to, like, open his final chakra and remove all earthly attachment. What what happens then? So Aang doesn't have earthly attachment anymore, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So he doesn't have pride. Um, 
I thought you were going to tell just, me he's just going to float uh, away. No, I'm so just never with the attachment. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye. That's where I was going. Uh, you, you cabbage. Um, that's hilarious. No, so he doesn't care about Katara or Sokka anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, so he waits until the Eclipse Day and lets the Fire Nations like destroy them all now. And then when the Eclipse comes around, then he goes and kicks butts, takes cabbages, and uh, uh, becomes... The Overlord Aang. Overlord. Yeah, that yeah. wasn't better. Let's cut that no, too. I'm kind. Of, I'm kind of with you. See, that's where I see it going, and this is why it's my low. We'll get. Well, highs should and we? Lows? Just, do you want to just transition to highs and lows I th- now? I think let's do that. I, I think the higher <laughs> Betty's voice gets. I, I think we should definitely consider. Yeah, me too, but this is my hypothetical voice. <laughs> Yikes. All right, I'm just going to go ahead and go first because we're already talking about mine. Who's talking to us? Uh-huh. I'm used to this guy. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I am... <laughs> no, no, no. I'm going to go ahead and start. Hello, what do you mean? <laughs> go on. <laughs> I believe I'm getting the vapors. <laughs> okay. <laughs> So Milo is this idea, and it comes up not just in Avatar, but like you were saying, in Jedi's, in lots of different situations where like... Jedi. Yeah, it's just Jedi. The plural of Jedi, it's Jedi. Yeah, yeah you're right. Sorry. <laughs> uh, but and, and there was, I think there's some other show or movie or something that I've seen where like the goal is to remove... And of course, as, you're, as you mentioned, I, I think there definitely are... Um, Portions of Buddhism where part of and Christianity. Yeah, well, that's true. Yeah, you're right. Get rid um, of your possessions. You don't yeah. have a father and mother. Yeah, and there's, I mean, there's cool. to some degree there are things to be learned from that. Mm-hmm. For instance, one of the most interesting um, things that I think I've heard in, in quite a while, just a couple of years ago, someone was talking to me about one of the Buddhist. Uh, it was a friend of mine in Planetarium World, actually. One of the Buddhist tenets, which was. It's explained by a, a monk who has this porcelain mug, right? Uh, and someone is visiting his temple one day. I think this is like a like a parable or stuff of some kind. Someone's visiting his temple one day and accidentally drops this mug that the monk uses every day. And they are very apologetic and they, you know, they, oh, I'm so sorry, I broke your, your mug. And he said, don't worry, that mug was already broken to me. Hmm. And the idea was mm-hmm. that if you can just accept the fact that over time... yeah. People are going to die, and uh, yeah. all your possessions will eventually crumble and break on you. Yeah. Then it makes the time that you have with them. If you're aware of that constantly, then it makes the time you have with them more valuable, and you can bring that to the fore of your mind more often. So I think that is what they are doing. So that's okay. So th- there is stuff to be learned, but see, shows like this always make they take it too extreme for me. They say that like you have to get rid of all, and it's always all worldly attachment, which makes no sense because if you genuinely got rid of and this is where my mind makes a break and i just yeah i probably don't understand their underlying ideas well enough but if you got rid of if you literally got rid of all then you wouldn't care then yeah i mean you you, wouldn't fight yeah you don't care about yeah those people at all you don't care about your possessions at all yeah you just become a lump i think it's like at some level you do have to care 
somehow. I think it's too nuanced for most media, but I think it's definitely when you look at it's the same as any part of religion. It's not black and white. And so the more like you have to look at it in a term like of how is this going to better myself? Yeah. And so I think that I think that the guru is saying more of the first and I think he's saying like because I don't think religion that I have heard of are saying like don't have friends, don't talk right. to people. Right. You see someone getting beat up on the street, do not care because yeah. that's an earthly attachment. Like I definitely don't ever think that's the message. I think it's saying it's the understanding that first off like you have no control over right what happens to a person mm -hmm. and so if you can't accept that then your life is going to be right horrible yeah so i think that is what it means by getting rid of the attachments and like with ang like he he does unfortunately by fate or whatever has been given like a bigger purpose yeah. that is unfortunately like bigger than his relationships like you and i never really have to make that decision like do i save people or do i love buddy yeah <laughs> um but i think the guru is just trying to tell him like until you recognize that like katara could die and you might have to choose something different yeah. like you can't progress yeah i mean i get that but i you don't like the way they phrase it? For me, yeah. Like like you were saying, just television shows try and cram that message into 30 seconds. Yeah. And I just don't feel like... It's what, a what they con Yeah, what they conveyed to me was like, it's a bad thing that he cares about Katara. Right. So me I too. was kind of on Aang's side there. Like, yeah, right. you go freaking save your friend. And I feel like, I feel like, I think you're right. Like, I don't think they did it well because... Aang even said, like, why would I give up Katara? Like, she makes me happy. Right. And so I wonder if they'll revisit it in the next episode. I'm remembering he definitely does go back. Okay. And he definitely at some he level must, lets he must go of Katara. must explain it a little bit. Yeah, because, um, like, you do have to a little bit. Like, you do have to yeah. say, like, just going through grief and everything, like, it's going to happen. Yeah. And you can either accept it or let it kill you. Yeah. So... So anyway, but for my for my low this episode, it, that to me kind of that makes sense. Yeah, I just think it's such an interesting lesson because, like, I think that it ties so well into every religion. Like, and we don't oh, yeah. we don't see it that way a lot of times yeah. in Christianity, but it's it's so true. I think it's and it's so hard. Oh, my chakra's blocked. <laughs> <laughs> what other lows we got? Hmm. I need a second to think because I have my high, but I'm not sure what my low is. Noah, do you have a low? Um, you know, I was also thinking on it, and uh, if I had to say a low, which I think I do, because that's how <laughs> we do this podcast. Um, I think it would actually be the stuff with Zuko. Oh. Cause like I that that whole transition didn't really make sense to me. That like he got sick and after he was sick, he was just instantly like positive. I don't know. That makes it just sense. they like frame it like it's some sort of spiritual thing, mm -hmm. and and I just didn't I didn't buy it. That's a good sure. point. I didn't think about that till now, but it really kind of like demeans personal yep. transformation and yeah. choice. <laughs> I mean, I, I get agree. I get what they were doing. Like you can't. It's hard to have a. Although they do, like in season three, they really do a beautiful job, right, of yeah. having a transformation oh, yeah. arc. Mm -hmm. So for sure, you're right. It kind of like, and he almost, I thought he was funny, but he almost seemed like a brainwashed character, yeah. like because heard, we didn't yeah. see anything behind it. Like right. it felt like okay, so you just get you sick just, and suddenly right. you're a happy-go-lucky. He's thing. touched in the head. Yeah. 
Um, so that's a good point. That's probably my low too. Now that Noah has explained it to me so yeah. well, I really yeah. like because I can't really think of one besides that. Like, I thought the guru is interesting. I thought, I guess, like Katara's part in this episode was pretty lame. She just basically like got kidnapped right away. So that's kind of a yeah. bummer. But I'm sure she'll. What a stereotypical. <laughs> Can't say that though, because Toph bent metal. So and she got captured too. Yeah, but then she bent metal and she did and freed her. herself. Uh, so there are so many highs in this episode, if I'm being honest. But if, so I'm picking one. Okay. I'm following the rules. Okay. But there's so many good things. I know. <laughs> okay. Um, the high for me in this episode, like it's just. Is it's, it when Toph bent metal? No, but that's up there, man. Right? Like it's so good. But it's so rewarding. I don't know if rewarding is the right word, but watching Azula's mastermind, super creepy, like, planning of a coup Master. in this city that she doesn't even... Uh, That's your favorite part. Oh, it's so good. That's so funny. Like, she, like now we have a, we have a, a villain. A villain, yeah. Oh. It took us all of season two. I thought she played a bigger part in this season. Well, but like, so there's the thing where the, we already talked about a little bit with her, like, clear plan with May and Ty Lee, uh, fake blabbing. Yeah. But then, like, later on where she gets fake captured to go see Thank Long you. Feng. I remembered that she tricked me twice, and I couldn't yeah. remember what they were And on the was. way out, you see that creepy grin, like, yeah, uh, they're playing right into my hands. Like, ah, I can't she, wait. She is it's so good. That's hilarious. All right, Noah, you're high. Yeah, so my high, I think, because you know this whole episode is really—it was really hard for me to pick because this whole episode, like, was just one. Like, I, I feel like it was pretty steady. Like, there really weren't too many low points in the episode. Mm-hmm. It was just kind of yeah. like consistently yeah. entertaining and moving. And I don't. Often so it's hard. Feel that way. And so it's hard for me to be like, this is the moment. And honestly, I think it was. <laughs> Buddy said this a while, like a couple, I don't know if it was last episode. No, it was a few episodes ago. Um, for his low, he said it was at the end because the episode was over. I think it was um, Appa's Lost Days. Um, oh, yeah. Well, it wasn't me, just because it was over. It's because how it ended. Because Long Fang flipped to Appa, and like now it's like, oh, okay, okay. Now I've bought okay. into this. Okay. So, that was my so I'm kind of in the same boat for my high. Um, the ending of this, where. You know, you get the team up between the Dai Li and Azula. Yeah. Um, knowing where it goes in the next episode, it got me so hyped. Mm-hmm. I w- I'm just, I, I, th- I love that feeling of like, oh, I gotta watch the next one. This is crazy. Yeah, there's very few episodes where I'm like, what, it's over? Like, I couldn't believe it was over. Yeah. And this was one. I, I, I always love it in a show. I'm sorry. No, go. I always love it in a show when they can take um, an emotional high that you're feeling put you at the end of the episode and make you go, no, what's going on? I've got to see the, like, I have to see the next one. Um, and I think they do that really well in the next few episodes. Mm-hmm. Sorry, go ahead. No, you're good. Um, my high is, don't look at me. <laughs> uh-huh. My high is always, not always, but oftentimes it's like the part of the episode that made me feel the most. And I think for me, we already talked about it a little bit. We mentioned it, but it's the the green chakra. Um, when he was oh. saying, um, he saw all the all the Airbenders before oh, yeah. him, mm-hmm. and then they were lost. And the guru was saying, you know, like it's 
their love is not gone. Like you, they Mm. still love you. That's basically what he said. Like their love for you is still there and your love for them is still there. And it's like such a basic concept. Like I know that like when someone's gone, like you still love them and people say things like that. Like they still exist inside of you or whatever. But the way they described it was (laughs) really beautiful and like seeing them like disappear, Mm -hmm. but then like surround him. I think that like, I think that just really speaks to me in like my cynicism. Like it got me out of it for a minute. And I was like, every, like things are sad and there's grief and pain, but like it's cyclical and it's like kind of beautiful. And so now we should sing the circle of life. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and what I really liked is the way they phrased it because they said like their love is with you, in you. Yeah. And evident in the way you love other people. Yeah. I just, and so like his, his love for Katara is directly connected to the love from the monks to him. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I really, I really liked that I just thought phrasing. It was... I liked, I think you're right. The cyclical idea of it's really cool. And it was just great. Cause I know he carries like so much guilt for all of their deaths because he like ran away. Um, I don't know. I just thought it was really redeeming. So uh-huh. it's hard to end on a feel. No, that's cool. Actually, um, so I should have talked about this in general discussion, but I really thought it was going to be someone's high, so I didn't want to spoil anything. <laughs> um, the No, Top Metal Bidding is great. We all know that. It's, it was awesome. Uh, her kicking their butts. And like her, her one-liners. Yeah, exactly. It did make me tear up. Yeah. Hakoda, and the moments between Hakoda, because we haven't talked about it at all, and I just want to make sure we get it in yes. here. The moments between Hakoda and Sokka were, like, heartwarming. Yeah. That was going to be my honorable You know, they were, so they were, but, like, of all the plot lines in the episode, that one stuck with me the least. Sure. Like, I was, but it's, well, it was very, that weird? It was very early, and it was small. Like, there yeah. wasn't a lot and story-wise, of it. it wasn't overly crucial. It was just yeah. But you know, what's, you know what's real crazy, though? What? How quickly he turns around to get his sister. Like. Yeah. I mean, it makes sense, but, like. It's just crazy because he he it's has been working so hard that the dad so hard. doesn't go. <laughs> yeah, well, war man tears yeah. families apart. I guess so, but yeah, that's true because he wants to get back to his dad. And wasn't it such a beautiful moment when he's like, "No, I said all of the men go," and right, I was like, "That's right. all Sokka has ever wanted was to <laughs> he be just a soldier." That <laughs> yeah, so that was really nice. And like for once, his plotline was not about being like a doofus. <laughs> it was just about getting to see his dad again. That was a good moment, but I still stick with my high. Absolutely. I'm surprised none of your highs was top. <laughs> I mean, it was up there. Like, there were so many good Toph? things in this episode. <laughs> what did Toph do, Noah, <laughs> that would warrant a high, really? <laughs> she just got kidnapped. <laughs> <laughs> so um, hit us up on Twitter at Stark Friends. I, think I missed something. <laughs> <laughs> We're also on Facebook at Stark Friends. We have an email address, Stark Friends. Stark Friends. No, there's no ad. It's an email address. Oh, Stark Friends Podcast at Gmail. I guess there is an ad. In the at middle. At gmail.com. Uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> we uh, read those. You guys have been great about sending us some really cool information that we had totally overlooked. I know. So, like, yeah. Who knew he was a manatee? Thank you so much. Yeah, I know. Barbara. Manatee. Appa, manatee, manatee, manatee. You are the one for me. One for me, one for me. I think that's going to do it for us this week. Join us next week for The Crossroads of Destiny. Wow, the what end, a title. I know. And the end of season two. That's crazy that we're almost right done with season edge two. Of the glory. And I'm hating the
Cute. Remember, folks, be careful where you take your cabbage. That was rude. Parsi boy. Is that the close up? That's the sign off. I don't like it. <laughs> no. Little soldier boy, come marching home. Brave soldier boy, comes marching home.